My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm at the Jordan River at the traditional site where Jesus was water baptized. The very earliest records tell us this was the very site where people were coming from the whole region to confess their sins. And Jesus came here to be water baptized. And in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and the Spirit of God descended like a dove and lighted upon him. Jesus received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And that launched his ministry. Everything changed when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. It will change you too. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. I'm here again with Denise, and today we're going to answer your questions about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I regularly receive questions from people who want to know about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Can anybody receive it? Where do you have to receive it? You have to speak in tongues. How often should you speak in tongues? These are really good questions. In fact, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Every question is good. And today we're going to answer your questions. But first, I want to remind you that we're offering you my series called The Baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's five parts. You know what, Denise? When I was young, I got a book by Royal Roberts called The Baptism in the Holy Spirit and the Value of Speaking in Tongues Today. That book just lit my fire. And I believe that this series will do that for you. This will really walk you into the baptism in the Holy Spirit and everything that the baptism of the Holy Spirit does in your life. Or maybe you know somebody that needs to receive it. Buy this for them and let it be your missionary to tell them what they need to know. Or get my book, which is called The Holy Spirit and You Working Together as Heaven's Dynamic Duo. The back of the book says, The Key to Experiencing More of God. That's the Holy Spirit. Wow. Isn't it good to be together, Denise? It's great, Rick. I love being here with you. And I want to say something about this book because the Holy Spirit's our partner. And this book encourages you and teaches you about that intimate partnership that we can have with him. I recommend this book, Rick. Well, today we're going to read your questions. We have a number of them. I don't know if we can get to all of them. And Denise and I are together are going to discuss the questions which you have been sending. Denise is going to read the questions. So, Denise, let's get started. Okay. It says, does someone have to pray for me to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, or can I pray for it by myself? Well, you can receive it by yourself, or you can receive it when somebody prays for you. Either way. Same as salvation. You can get saved at an altar with an altar worker, or you can get saved anywhere by yourself if you just pray in faith. It is the same with a baptism in the Holy Spirit. You don't have to pray and tarry and wait and beg and plead. It is a work of God's grace. It's not because of your much asking. It's because God wants to give it. He's just waiting for your heart to open. You know, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I received it at my aunt's house. I told you that yesterday in the program. She laid hands on me. She prayed for me, but I could have gotten it by myself. My heart was so hungry. God will baptize anybody in the Holy Spirit wherever they are, whether they're with someone or by themselves, if they're just hungry. But that's where I was prayed for, and that's where I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But I didn't speak in tongues until later. 
And I believe that might be your next question. Is it, Denise? It says, well, I want to add something to this. Okay. I remember when we were ministering to the singles in, in Arkansas and that. When we were first married. Yes, when we were first married. And we weren't really teaching people about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but people were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I remember that one guy that came to you and he said, Rick, I, I got to talk to you. He was an airline pilot. Uh, I got to talk to you. Some, something really strange has happened to me. I, I was at home and all of a sudden, I, I think I'm losing my mind, but I'm going to tell you what happened. All of a sudden, this language started coming out of me. And you started laughing. You said, oh, brother, you just got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he was an airline pilot. <laughs> he was quite an intellectual guy. But even if you don't know what you're doing, if you're hungry, God will fill you. It's right. It's the heart. Next question. Why should I speak in tongues? Well, that's a good question. When you come to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Bible says that when you pray in tongues, your spirit prays. Mm -hmm. Well, you can pray with your mind. You can pray with your own words and your own understanding. But you know what? You're very limited. You're limited in what to think. Your mind doesn't know all the answers. Your mind doesn't know what to say. And your vocabulary is not sufficient to express everything that needs to be expressed. But when you pray in tongues, you need to understand it is your spirit speaking to God. I like to say it like this. God is a spirit. Jesus said that. Jesus said God is a spirit. We are spirits. Now, right now you're looking at me. I'm in a body. I have a mind. But the real me is a spirit. When this body lies down in the grave, my spirit will continue. I'm a spirit and God is a spirit. When you pray in tongues, it is your spirit praying. That's what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He said, my spirit prayeth. And when you pray in the spirit in the spiritual language, well, God is a spirit. So you're speaking in the language of God. It's the highest type of prayer. You're bypassing your mind. You're bypassing your understanding. It's good to pray with your mind. Paul says that. He says, I'll pray with the spirit and I'll pray with the understanding. You need to use your mind. But when you pray in tongues, it is the most direct form of communication with God. And the Bible tells us also in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that when you pray in tongues, you speak divine mysteries. You release things that otherwise you would never be able to express. It's just the highest level of praying. You know, Rick, in praying for people through the years for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I've said, because Jesus said in his word that when we come into Christ, we leave the kingdom of darkness and we come into another kingdom, the kingdom of the son of his love. Well, if you're going to go into another country, then you're going to have to speak the language of that country. And it's the same way when we, when we come into Christ, our spirit has a language and it comes when we ask the Lord to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Third question. How often should I speak in tongues? That's a good question. And the answer is first Corinthians 14 verse 18 where the Apostle Paul says, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. That is an amazing verse. Now, anybody who says that speaking in tongues is just for unstable, emotionally unstable people, what about the Apostle Paul? He was an intellect. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. Most of our doctrines are based on what he has to say. And he says, I thank my God. 
I speak in tongues more than ye all. And Denise, do you know what that word speak is? It's the word lay low, which means I speak, I converse, or I speak fluently. He says, I don't just speak in tongues. I speak fluently when I pray in tongues. It rolls out of me. And he says, more than you all, more than in Greek is comparative, more than anybody else, better than anybody else, finer than anybody else, than you all. The Greek says, and all of you combined. Do you know what else I find interesting? Paul said he spoke in tongues more than anybody else. And he also wrote more of the New Testament than anybody else. I really believe the amount of revelation that he had correlated to how much he spoke in tongues. Because he told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that when you pray in tongues, you speak divine mysteries. Mysteries, revelation, it's all released when you pray in tongues. In fact, do you know, every book I have ever written, I have received while worshiping or praying in tongues. Just the revelation just pours into me when I'm speaking in tongues. If I need real direction from heaven, I pray in tongues. And while I'm praying in tongues, those mysteries are released. Answers come. When you pray in tongues, it's like your spirit is suddenly fine-tuned and your head and your spirit get into agreement. And all those revelations, all those answers, all the mysteries of God that are in your spirit, they begin to pour into your mind and you begin to have what the Bible calls understanding. So how often can you pray in tongues? Well, I'll just give you my testimony, then we'll ask Denise. I pray in tongues every day. I prayed in tongues before we sat down to film this program. I filmed in tongues today earlier in the car. I, I spoke in tongues in the shower. I'm speaking in tongues all the time. It's a choice. Now somebody might say, well, don't I have to wait for a feeling to come on me? Well, that wouldn't be true in any language. Do you have to feel something to speak in English or to speak in your tongue? No, you just open your mouth and talk. Speaking in tongues is a real language. It is a spiritual language. Something doesn't have to come upon you. A power doesn't have to grab you and shake you or grab your tongue and make you speak. It's a language. You just open your mouth and speak. But when you speak, it's a prayer language. Prayer just pours out of your heart as your spirit begins to communicate with God, who also is a spirit. Denise? I speak in tongues every day. Yesterday, I was in the car. I was going to do a concert. Things weren't going so great in the morning time. And I was just speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues. Oh, more than 30 minutes for sure, maybe 45. And you know what it was doing for me? The Bible says it was building up my most holy faith, but also it's recognizing who you really are. It's recognizing the greater one that's on the inside of you. And every time, every time, Rick, when I speak in tongues, I'm, I'm recognizing someone greater on the inside of me. Wow, that's powerful. Which gives me power. What's our next question? Okay. How do I know I won't get something from the devil? You know, people always ask that question. And for, I mean, that's a good question, but it's a strange question for me. Let me ask you something. If you ask God to heal you, do you fear that the devil will heal you? I don't think so. If you ask God to heal you, you're asking God to do something and you don't say, see, I wonder if the devil will heal me because you're talking to God. And if you ask God to give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit, why would you wonder that the devil's going to give you something? But people always think this. So Jesus answered it, this question, 
In Matthew chapter 7, listen to this. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Now that's a very important verse. Most of us know that. Ask, seek, knock. We all claim that. But what was Jesus talking about? He was talking about the Holy Spirit in this verse. Listen to the rest of it. For what man is there of, of you whom if he asks, if his son asks bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things? Another gospel says, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. If you ask something from God, you're going to get it from God. Jesus said that clearly. If you ask God for something, you're not going to get something evil. God's going to give you what you ask for. That is Jesus' guarantee. You don't need to be afraid that you're going to get something from the devil. Okay, next. Do you have to have someone lay hands on you? No, you do not. You can. If that's helpful to you, ask somebody to lay hands on you. You can receive it right now. Right now during this program, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But if you need somebody to assist you with your faith, ask them to lay their hands on you. It's that simple. Next, is speaking in tongues a requirement for being filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, no, it's not. But there's different kinds of being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are going to speak in tongues. Now, remember what I said in the program day before yesterday, the book of Acts is our pattern book, pattern book, Denise. So if you want to know the pattern of how God works, you've got to go to the book of Acts. Book of Acts is not just a history book, it is the pattern book. And in the book of Acts, there is not a single example, not one, of anyone that was baptized in the Holy Spirit who did not immediately also speak in tongues. When you're full, it comes out. I like to say like this, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when your heart is full, it's got to come out. And Jesus said a full heart always expresses itself through the mouth. And in the book of Acts, which is the pattern book, every person that is baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's an overflow where they immediately are released to speak verbally in other tongues. Now, how many times can you pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Is that the question? It says, uh, one of those questions is, how many times can you be asked to be filled? You can be refilled with the Spirit many times. I've only been baptized in the Holy Spirit once. That's all you need. I was only saved once. I don't have to be saved twice. Salvation is a one-time event. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is a one-time event. However, subsequently, you can experience many various infillings. This is why the Apostle Paul said to the Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 5, be filled with the Spirit. The Greek actually says, be ye being filled, be ye being constantly filled. There's always room for more. And so we need to constantly be setting our heart to get more and more and more. I like that, Rick. I want more and more and more of him. This says, can I pray in tongues silently or does it have to be out loud? Well, Usually people ask that question when they're timid or they're afraid to speak in tongues. 
Why would you do it silently? Let me ask you a question. When you speak in English, do you do it all in your head? How much communication would be going on with your spouse or your friends if all you did was think your thoughts? It's when you speak that communication takes place. The reason people stop speaking in tongues or they're afraid to speak in tongues, number one is they're just afraid to do it. It's new. And secondly, their ears don't like the sound of it. Their ears say, oh, what is that? It's like when I first spoke in tongues, I began speaking in tongues and I immediately thought, Ugh, I don't like the sound of that. I'm afraid that I'm making that up and I stopped. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit literally tugged on my heart, said, come on, do it again. So I pushed out of myself and I began speaking in tongues again. And oh, I just hated the sound of it. You see, my ears were not used to that sound. My flesh was accustomed to dominating me. But now my spirit was speaking. The flesh doesn't like that. The ears don't like it. And I stopped again. And a third time, the Holy Spirit tugged on my heart, do it again. I finally pushed beyond myself. I said, I'm not going to stop this time. I'm going to keep going. And I started praying in tongues until finally it just broke loose like water that burst through a dam and began pouring out of me. Better to pray out loud. Now, if I am in a meeting or if I'm somewhere where I can't pray out loud, I pray silently just like I would pray in English silently. But better if you can pray out loud in tongues. Lock yourself in a bathroom, take a walk, go somewhere by yourself. You don't have to do it in front of others. But better to speak it out loud. It releases divine mysteries. Here's a good question, Rick. It says, I have prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but I'm having trouble getting my prayer language. Why? Can I, can I say something yeah, about that? Yeah, I was going to ask if you would answer that. Well, your mind is getting in your way. Like, like for me, my mind, my experience of 17 years said, we don't want to do that. Uh, that's weird. Those people are strange. And that was all in my mind and in my soul and in my emotions. But when I begin to hear the truth and see the power of God, my spirit got, got hungry. And the more I fed my spirit, because I, I, I said in another program that I kept going to this church that they spoke in tongues and they laid hands on the sick. And my spirit was hungry for that. So I kept feeding my spirit and the more I fed my spirit, it was, it was getting more than my head. My head, as Rick just said, was against me speaking in tongues. And your ears. And my ears. But my spirit was hungry. And the greater one, that's your spirit. That's the one inside of you. Mm -hmm. That's the one that we need to listen to and, and not our head. And I can tell you this. If we just listen to our head in this Christian life, we're not going to go very far. You know, I just thought of something else, too, that I think is important. Of course, Denise and I and our ministry, we, we're in Russia. We have a great office in Tulsa. If you have a prayer request, contact us. Our team is awesome. I'm in touch with them every day, but we live in Russia. But when you live in another country and you begin to speak a foreign language, usually you're kind of timid when you begin. Mm. You don't want to say it too loud. You don't want to be too bold because you're afraid you're going to make a mistake. 
Isn't that the truth? That's absolutely the truth. Or you just won't speak. Or you just don't speak at all because you're embarrassed <laughs> that you might just slaughter the language. Exactly. So for you to really speak a foreign language, if you're in another country, you just have to say, you know what, it's time to do it. I'm going to do this whether I slaughter it or not. At least people will appreciate that I'm trying. Yes. And you have to use what you have. And the more you use it, guess what? It gets better and better and better. And it is identical when you begin to pray in tongues. You have to just say, you know what? God gave me this. He doesn't want me to shut it up. He wants me to release it. It may sound funny to me, but I'm just going to go for it. And you just have to begin to pray in tongues. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Your ears are just not used to hearing it, and your ears will adjust. And I want to say that you cannot slaughter that language. You cannot slaughter that language because Jesus knows that when you begin to speak, you're speaking by faith. You're using your faith, and your faith is precious to him. Amen. <laughs> so... Is the infilling of the Holy Spirit something we pray for once or is it something we have to pray for regularly? One time. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is one time. Did you get that? Yes. Just like salvation is one time, baptism of the Holy Spirit is one time. But there are many infillings later. I'm regularly filled with the Holy Spirit. But there was one divine experience that loosed my tongue to speak in tongues just once. I receive divine power, but on many occasions, for example, before I stand up to speak, before I come on the TV program, if I'm going into any situation or just starting my day or getting in the car, I regularly say, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want more and more and more. God has more than what I have. Could you ever have too much of the Holy Spirit? No. Mm -mm. I love that verse, Rick, that says that the love of God is is deep and wide and because who can exhaust it? Like we're talking about the spirit, the love of God. It's just like the love of God. How can you exhaust the spirit of God? So we just got to step in and start experiencing him. Amen. Okay. Um, am I wrong if I pray in tongues while going about my business or should I only pray in tongues while sitting down in prayer? Well, do you only speak in English when you're sitting down in the living room? No. You speak in English everywhere you go. You speak in your language everywhere you go. You can pray in tongues anywhere you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It's not really just something you do. It's an expression of who you are. It comes out of your spirit. You can speak in tongues in the car, in the shower, walking on the street, in between meetings at the office. It doesn't matter. In fact, you ought to do that because it will sensitize you to do better business, to think better, to have revelation. And we're out of time, Denise. Well, we got all the questions. We'll be back in just a moment, and we're <clears throat> going to pray for you. The Holy Spirit was sent to empower and comfort believers. But do you really know Him? Have you really experienced Him? When you experience the Holy Spirit, you receive power from on high that will radically change your life. In Rick Renner's teaching series, The Baptism in the Holy Spirit, Rick answers the hard questions about this often misunderstood figure of the Trinity and the power he gives to every believer. In this series, Rick covers topics like speaking in other tongues, moving in the supernatural, and the power of change. When you call or go online right now to order, this foundational series will reveal the power and person of the Holy Spirit in a practical way that will affect every aspect of your life. Available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. 
When you call or go online today, you can also get the companion book, The Holy Spirit and You. In this book, you'll meet and know the Holy Spirit in a personal and powerful way. Truly knowing Him allows you to work together to fulfill your calling, live in peace, and experience joy. Together, the Holy Spirit and you will accomplish God's purpose for you on the earth. Available for just $15 when you call or go online today. Order both of these powerful resources today to discover the power of the Holy Spirit. The sermon series, The Baptism in the Holy Spirit, and the book, The Holy Spirit and You. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us to victoriously finish phase one of our ministry expansion project, which was purchasing our Tulsa headquarters building and building the building for our new studio in Moscow. That studio is an anchor for the Word of God. And together we did it. We finished phase one. And then you faithfully stayed with us through phase two and you gave again to help us finish the interior of the studio. And I wanna say thank you so much. But now in front of us is phase three. You say, well, what is phase three? Phase three is paying off the Tulsa building. And I'm asking you today to pray about joining us as part of the giving team for phase three, which is paying off the Tulsa facility. And the reason we want to pay it off is because then it will release funds for us to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And dear friends, right now, the Bible is so needed. And I know that that's my heart and that is your heart. And together, we can take the Bible to the ends of the earth. So please pray about joining us for phase three to finish paying off the Tulsa building. And I want to say thank you in advance. I want to say thank you for being with us today as we've been talking to you about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. God wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And if you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit, God wants to, you to let that power and that experience flow through you. We've already seen this week. It gives you power to resist evil. It gives you power to minister to others. It is the pattern we find in the book of Acts. God wants us all to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm offering you my series called The Baptism in the Holy Spirit and my book, which is called The Holy Spirit and You, Working Together as Heaven's Dynamic Duo. Denise, hasn't this been a great week? I loved it, Rick. I loved it. I mean, I just think we need to be as filled with the Holy Spirit as we can and know as much about Him as we can. Well, that's why people need to get this book, they The do. Holy Spirit and You, because yes. you need to really understand how to hitch up with Him in a partnership. Now, He's already in you, and He's on you, but how do you really work with the Holy Spirit? That's what that book is about. God wants you to have a real partnership with the Holy Spirit so that you and the Holy Spirit become the dynamic duo. Wow. That's awesome. Dynamic wow, wow. duo. I want to be the dynamic duo with the Holy Spirit. Well, we want to pray for you. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for every person who is with us today. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for people that are born again. The Spirit is in them. But Holy Spirit, now we ask you to come upon them. Clothe them with power from Amen. on high. Amen. Give them the spiritual power and equipment they need to resist evil, 
to minister to others. We thank you for this. And Lord, we pray that as they speak in tongues, divine revelation and mysteries will be released into their minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Honey, hasn't this been great? I love it, Rick. And I love being on the program with you. Thank you. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there's power. It's true. Let God's word release its power in you today, and we'll see you in the next program.